2: my friends. This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel and we are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Shortly thereafter, we will be making way for coverage of Furman and Montana. Furman and Montana in the FCS quarterfinal. Guys, are you as jacked for this game as we are? Football in the snow. There's just something about it that is special, right? Uh, Furman in the final eight playing for a national championship. This has been, if you consider what has happened since the start of September, okay? So what has happened since the start of September until now? This has been about the most depressing few months of sports we've ever seen, with but one exception, the Furman Paladins. This fall, choking on a splinter over here. Sorry about that. This fall, we have witnessed the Braves as a heavy World Series favorite bounced in their first playoff series. We have witnessed Clemson with a playoff or bust edict hanging over them be eliminated from the playoff in the month of September we have witnessed the south carolina gamecocks coming off of a an 8 and 4 regular season last year a top 25 finish rendered irrelevant yet again and we have witnessed the carolina panthers leave the nfl and join the xfl in terms of their caliber of play. Folks, there is one really sweetheart feel good story in the upstate this year, and that belongs to the Furman Paladins. Can I get an amen for that? Where can you hear the Furman Paladin football game? Right here on the Fan Upstate. Coverage beginning half an hour when our show is concluded, uh, right here also on national television tonight. If you want to see a game in a blizzard, this is going to be the game for you. I believe it's on ESPN2. And what I thought was interesting yesterday, Diesel, in our chat with Clay Hendricks, um, was his feeling that, like he said a couple of times, they're just like we are. Like Montana is just like we are. And they're the two-seed in this thing. You know, the seven-seed is having to play the two. They're the two-seed, and... Clay Hendricks doesn't sound the least bit intimidated about going to Missoula, Montana. I guess when all the celebrities buy their cabins in Montana, this is not the time of year that they're going, right? No. I guess
3: this is not what they they had in mind. I remember seeing a – by the way, there's no forecast for snow in Missoula, Montana tonight. Uh, As of kickoff, kickoff, their time, 33 degrees, partly cloudy, uh, it's going to plunge to about 29 degrees by 11 p.m., but uh, no no snow expected in Montana. Three mile an hour winds, so it's going to be a rather calm night, but cold. Uh, yeah, I, I think the I think the Furman guys are going to be fine. I think they're going to be just fine. Um, but I remember seeing a, a like a 60 Minutes. Yeah, I watched 60 Minutes because you know what? It's actually good reporting story about all the California liberals moving. To Montana, to Idaho, you know they're trying to they're trying to go out there and get a piece of that uh, quiet mountain sort of wilderness lifestyle. And you know what they're doing? They're turning it into California. They're building Starbucks as far as the eye can see, and fancy places to shop and eat. Like you leave California to go to Montana
2: and get the Montana experience, but all you do is bring your California crap to Montana. Well, I'll tell you, Diesel, there is a time in our lives where we were all after a piece, you know. Um, I'm not sure if it's what you are talking about, but there is a time in our life where that is the case. Sometimes I also wonder, Diesel, if if God, uh, if we're in an experiment that God has, you know, to see if he can continue uh, to grow and improve the human race, and he's seeing how long it takes us to ruin what he's given us. You know what I mean? Like, we're in in many cases, we're well on our way, right? Why is everyone buying up property in Montana? Because it's one of the last bastions of peace and quiet that you have in this country. And Furman is experiencing that right now. I think Furman's got a chance. I think Furman's got a viable shot tonight, my friends. What say you? What do you think? The Montana Grizz. That's a—like, I don't know—like— We have sports where everyone wants to be the fearsome, you know, animal for the mascot, right? We have the Tigers, and we have the Bears, uh, and I I know Grizzly falls under that, but I'm shocked more teams don't adopt the Grizzly. Um, Look, to me, the biggest obstacle tonight is not even the weather itself, okay? It's not even the weather itself. It's not even the, the team itself. It's the weather. Can you overcome the weather? Can you overcome... The conditions. You know, I think we're going to look up in the third or fourth quarter tonight, and I think Furman is going to be very, very much in the game. And I think we're going to be saying, well, look what we have here. This is mighty incredible. Furman, and mind you, should North Dakota State beat South Dakota, then Furman with a win would host. The national semifinal next week, right here in Greenville, South Carolina. Which diesel, if I may, should have been what we've been discussing the whole time, anyway.
3: Sure, it should have been. Uh, there are 42 colleges in America with bear mascots, not Division I, wow. but there are 42, including the University of Maine. They are the Black Bears. You got the Baylor Bears. You got the Montana Grizzlies. Obviously, the UCLA Bruins. Uh, there are there are quite a few out there. You know, there's a lot of really small schools that have bears. As mascots, Uh, Morgan State has a bear. Missouri State are the Bears. Uh, Bob Jones are, are Bears. Did you know that?
2: I didn't know that at all. I didn't even know Bob Jones had a mascot. No, I didn't either. I didn't either. What is your confidence level tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that the one and only Furman Paladins can make the upstate incredibly proud? I mean, this has been the year of the din, right? Upset Virginia in round one on the national news as the featured Cinderella in March Madness. You know, in a year in which the other teams in this area have not given us much to cheer for, how about the Furman Paladins? And might I add that in their stated goal to become Greenville's team, the Furman Paladins are making massive inroads. Now, I hear you, Wofford. I see you, Wofford. You and your two-win season I hear you. I see you. You are the victor, and to the victor go the spoils, right? I get it. I grasp it. You earn the dub, and no one's going to take that away from you, all right? We carry Furman games here on the Fan Upstate. We do have a Wofford flag somewhere in this studio, okay? We represent the entire Upstate, and you guys earn that win, and we're not about to take that away from you. But it's Furman that is in the final eight of the fcs playoffs and brother i am signing up for this tonight madcraft
3: asked the question on the youtube stream that spread is 17 points i don't know anything about montana but is that high yeah that's that's a high spread madcraft but montana's been putting up a lot of points especially during the playoffs but Furman is just one of those teams that finds ways to win they've had games where they've put up a lot of points and they've won in blowouts They've had several games where they've had to win 17-13 type games. So I think Furman is prepared to be able to win no matter what the circumstances are in this game.
2: Furman is equipped, as they say. Uh, Texter says no snow tonight, but it snowed last night and part of today in Montana. There used to be an ECHL team called the Alaska Aces. They moved to Maine. Texter says, Mark, I'm excited about Furman's chances tonight. F you all the time, right here on the Fan Upstate coverage beginning tonight, my friends, at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Time. When the show is over, if you're on the YouTube stream, you might be saying to yourself, "Well, Mark Ryan, well, like the, the the digs, like what what are you dressing for? We've got the company Christmas party tonight. We do uh, company Christmas party, uh, rolling on until 10 p.m. this evening, and Diesel and I already talked about off the air. Like, what's the first thing we're doing when we get to the clubhouse? We are finding a TV. We are making sure that TV is on ESPN, too. All right? And we are grabbing our favorite adult beverage, and we are planning dead ass right there. We are getting live photos
3: because Dan Scott is connected on the Comrex right now. We're getting live photos from Montana Grizzlies Stadium. I'm going to put it here on the webcam so those of you uh, watching on the web stream can see the scene out there. It is a be- God, it's one of the most beautiful places to go watch a football game with just mountains coming right up to the back of the stadium.
2: It's just, just absolutely else. gorgeous, man. It is something else. It's been a bucket list stadium of mine for a long time. Yeah, it's 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 just incredible. So um, so anyway, guys, we are here. We are excited about that. Um, if you have felt like sports have kind of let you down this fall. Um, Join us in celebrating the Furman Paladins as they give it all they've got tonight to try to make it to the national semifinal of the FCS. We're here for it. Uh, Guys, there is a lot of discussion about one Jim Harbaugh in the news right now. A ton of discussion about Jim Harbaugh in the news right now. Um, What's going to become of Harbaugh at Michigan? What's going to become of Michigan and the national championship? Um, I have posted today a 12-team college football playoff bracket. And this year, more than any other, right, um, it's it's where you can ask the question, who would win a 12-team college football playoff this year? Would it be Michigan? Would it be Alabama, Washington, Texas, Florida State, Georgia? How about Ohio State or Oregon? Most years you'd say, yeah, Mark, I'd, I'd pick the same team to win the 12 team that I would the four team. But this is a year where you've got an undefeated Power 5 not in it. You've got Georgia with one loss and two banged-up stud receivers in the SEC championship game. That, that's the reason why they're not in it, right? So I think this Michigan-Jim Harbaugh uh, discussion is an interesting one. Because right now, the Michigan Wolverines are attempting to sign Jim Harbaugh to a five-year extension for $11 million a year, $55 million total, fully guaranteed. But there is one caveat, my friends, one caveat. Jim Harbaugh, should he sign it, is not allowed to flirt with, discuss NFL opportunities. Will you commit to us? Or are you always going to have a wavering eye? Is you in or is you out? Right. So that is the million-dollar question right now uh, facing the Michigan Wolverines and facing, facing Jim Harbaugh. Guys, I've seen enough. I've seen enough after uh, the sign-stealing stuff came out. I think this is going to be a very competitive playoff. And I think Alabama is capable of beating Michigan. But right now... Michigan is my pick to win the national championship this year. And if they do, why wouldn't Jim Harbaugh change change of plants? Why wouldn't he ride off into the sunset? What else can he do? He's got a three-game winning streak against Ohio State. Is that going to get any better? I mean, I suppose three wins could become four, but why not ride off in the sunset with a three-game winning streak off of over Ohio State. If you win the national championship, can it get any better than that? Plus, you know full well that the NCAA is going to keep
3: coming at you and keep coming at you and keep coming at you. If you're prepared for that, fine. But if you don't want that smoke on you every single year, every week, maybe it's time to get on out, especially if you win the national championship, you've done what you set out to accomplish,
2: move on and try something else. Why do you think Michigan is trying to get this done right now? You know, they see what's happening in the NFL. They see the writing on the wall that seven coaches lose their job in the National Football League every single year. Just two have lost it so far. Uh, Frank Reich, Josh McDaniels, just two have lost their gig so far. Five more are likely to lose it. Many are going to be ringing up Jim Harbaugh. Jim, what do you say? We'd like to give you control over our program. Jim is going to say, you mean I don't have to deal with this transfer portal BS? You mean I don't have to deal with this NIL stuff? You mean I don't have to deal with Connor Stallions and people on our staff cheating? You mean I don't have to deal with that? All I have to do is deal with football? I don't think Jim Harbaugh signs the deal, folks. I do not think he signs the deal. And if the NFL is cooling on Jim Harbaugh the way that they say they are, I think he takes a phone call from, from Dave Tepper. But Dave Tepper's going to have to do something that Dave Tepper isn't want to do. He's going to have to get the hell out of the way and button his lip. Frankly, I'm, I'm tired of hearing that guy. I'm tired of seeing him. Everything he touches turns to bleep. I'm tired of him. You know, if Jim Harbaugh's willing to come to your Sar- sad sack franchise and try to resurrect it from the dead. You let Jim Harbaugh do what Jim Harbaugh wants to do. And that's about all I have to say about that. If I'm Jim Harbaugh, I don't sign the deal. If I'm Michigan, I think they win the national championship this year. If I'm a Michigan fan, I understand and want my team to re-sign Jim Harbaugh. It's very predictable why they're doing it right now. But that is a stipulation of the contract that I do not believe Jim Harbaugh is going to sign. All right, up next on the show, this is simply not what college football is designed to be. That, my friends, is next, and this is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offside. It's Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate.
4: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Merry Christmas, one and all. The feeling of Christmas is in the air. Do you guys have any tips for uh, kids and Santa Claus and Christmas time? You guys got any tips for this? I'm very aware of the fact that kids are listening right now. Okay. I'm very aware of that fact. Um we were presented a challenge this week with our 6-year-old and uh Christmas and Santa Claus. And I'm I'm curious um okay again I think you guys know adults in the room you know where I'm going with this. Um but what do you do to foster that goodwill and belief? Right? What do you do as a parent? Um because something happened this week, really burned my brownies, uh, and um, you know, it's like I'm like, we've got a challenge with Jackson and Christmas and Santa Claus. We've got a challenge, okay? on our hands. And I'm determined to win. All right? I am, I am hell-bent, determined to win. If you've, so I, I think, I hope, I said that in a way that was kid safe. For the kids listening, you know, I hope I did, uh, but uh, I need your help, and I need your advice, Offsiders, all right, Um, because there is a challenge there, and I am wanting to do and fight for this because that part of Christmas, you know, the Santa Claus part of Christmas is the best part of Christmas when you are a kid. You catch my drift? The best part of Christmas as a kid. 844-FAN-PHONE, that's 844-326-3663. Texter says, I say Furman wins 27-24, go Dins. Texter says, Jim Harbaugh will be the head coach of the Chicago Bears where he played if Michigan doesn't sign him. I think the Chicago Bears are the last place Jim Harbaugh is going to be. Do you know why? Um, It's going to be the last place that he's going to be because Kevin Warren is the former commissioner of the Big Ten, who he and Jim Harbaugh hated one another, is now the president of the Chicago Bears. That is literally the last place Jim Harbaugh is going to be, right? But anyway, guys, I want to shift gears here to this. Um, do you guys find this the way the, the same way that I do? Right? It's interesting as things percolate and get out there. You've got you got uh, a segment of the population that wants to come at you for everything, right? For everything. So I had a tweet yesterday. Yesterday, um, we had a development during the show, a couple developments actually. Number one, great news for Clemson fans, Barrett Carter, a projected first or second round linebacker, returning to Clemson, all right? He. Uh, why is he a unicorn? Well, because he's a projected first or second round pick in the NFL draft. And this is what happens, right? The people don't do that anymore. People don't just come back to school um, when they're projected to go that highly in the NFL draft. He's a unicorn. And that's a beautiful thing. But it's also what happens when you've established a culture people want to be a part of. So I issue congratulations to Dabo, to Barrett but also you, the Clemson fans. Why? Because you built this. You, all of you, built this special vibe, this special environment that exists at Clemson that kids want to be a part of, right? From fans to coach to program. You built this. And that's why Barrett Carter wants to come back. Why wouldn't he want to come back to that, right? It's something incredibly special to come back to. So, um, I think this is an awesome deal. Now, along the same lines, yesterday uh, I got the news that Trevor Etienne, Florida star running back, Travis Etienne's brother, now of the Jacksonville Jaguars, announced that he is hitting the transfer portal. Of course, he is. Diesel's running back at Appalachian State, one of the top five leading rushers in the nation. Nate Noel. Is hitting the transfer portal. Everybody is hitting the transfer portal. It's the cool place to be, man. The transfer portal is the cool kids club. Whatever, count me out. With a guy like Trevor Etienne, it's not about playing time for him. He is the guy at Florida coming back for 2024. He's the man. He is the top playmaker for a blue blood brand. Oh, Mark Ryan. You are using the term blue blood very, very loosely. Okay, well, Florida has won three national championships in the last 30 years. Do you want to know the other programs in college football who can make that claim? Florida State, LSU, Alabama, and Nebraska. There's three programs. Those are the programs that have won three national championships in the last 30 years. Florida is. A blue blood program. They just haven't been squat for a minute now. OK, it doesn't mean like you don't use your, lose your blue blood status because your program hits a little slump. But Trevor Etienne is hitting the portal because there is uncapped free agency where the highest bidder claims the prize. And my friends, this is disgusting. It is disgusting. The sport needs guardrails badly, so badly. The sport needs guardrails. Now, I've presented to you my case, and I believe that schools like Clemson are using the transfer portal the right way, okay? They're having a transfer portal wing of their athletic department. Um, You can go and you can build your brand, and that's what NIL is supposed to be, you know? Build your brand, hone your skills, develop yourself, right? Uh, Earn a sponsorship with a local business. Not we will pay you X amount of dollars to come here. That's not what the transfer portal is supposed to be. And you heard me mention this week, with all that South Carolina has lost in the transfer portal, you heard me mention this week, man, is Shane Beamer going to be able to field a team? Like, what is going on in Columbia? And I don't understand this, Diesel. Maybe you can help me understand it a little bit. But the what whataboutism from Gamecock fans is not a great look. When Trevor Etienne hits the portal, the first thing I hear is, Whoa, Mark, how about Billy Napier? Uh, Gamecock fans, hello. Your bus is leaving. Do you realize, do you really want to be in a discussion with Billy Napier right now? Gator fans want Billy Napier out yesterday. Okay, so stop worrying about my program and start worrying about yours. I know my program has problems. Okay, Um, so it like this. Oh, what about you? I mean, it it, it really gives off the vibes of, hey, mommy, Mark hit me first. You know, look, Florida's got issues. South Carolina has issues. These this is not where you want to be right now. Everybody, when they have got a star player, he leaves for the highest bidder these days in college football. And if you think that's good for college football, you don't love college football very much. You know, uh, Mrs. ETN, Trevor's mom, um, yesterday, came out with a statement and she said, simply put, this is the the decision that's best for our family. That is all. It's the decision that's best for our family. You don't even have to give an explanation anymore. Don't... it's best No kidding. You're about to get $500,000, $600,000 or more to enter the transfer portal. And guys, the continuity that is lost here. Cliff Ellis, you know who you know that name Cliff Ellis? He was the coach for uh, Coastal Carolina in basketball, retired this week. Why? He said, "This game that I am coaching today is not a game that I recognize anymore." There's no way to have continuity in today's college basketball. Do you think Shane Beamer, Billy Napier feel like there's any way to have continuity today? You know, and if you say to me, well, Mark Ryan, that's Florida's fault. They went five and seven. Yeah, how about you be a man and you try to help change that if you're Trevor Etienne? Do you leave your friends when the going gets tough? You remember that saying, when the going gets tough, the tough get going? Do you peace out on your friends when things are hard? Or do you hold them more closely to you? Do you hunker down and say, Coach, I'm going to help you get out of this? Trevor Etienne takes his football and goes home. Pathetic. Julius on I-85 joins us next here on the show. Hey, Julius, thanks for the call. You're off sides. Hey, Mark. Look, we
4: need to get to the root of the problem, though. You know, a lot of times... These universities are making promises to these players that they know they can't keep, but then they want the players to keep their end of the obligation. So that's a two-way street. It's a little bit deeper than what we actually see on the surface.
3: So what is Julius? What does that actually mean? Everybody says this. They well, make promises. Well, right, what is what is right, what are they? Hang on a second. Right. Hang on a second. What are these promises that universities aren't keeping? Because last I checked, uh, they're not kicking these kids out of their dorm rooms. They're not turning them away from the meal halls. They're not uh, letting them limp away from the exercise table, hurt. Uh, what promises are they not keeping?
4: All right, so, for example, you get a kid, for example, if he's a four-star receiver or, or, or DB, all right, you, 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 when you're recruiting him, you're telling him one thing, say, all right, well, when you come on the campus, you're going to get play play time. And a lot of times that's not even the case. So a kid's frustrated on the front end because he's saying, You've all made a promise to him
2: that you're not going to keep. Well, but, but how, well, how, do you,
3: how do you know that? Then? And you've just yeah, you've just assumed
2: that a coach is promising him x amount of snaps Julius, per game. You all don't right. know that at all. What what this all kid right, is what, what, get what this kid is getting is is a ton of investment financially and time and otherwise and he's not honoring all his commitment.
4: Mark, I can give you a, a good example. When you think about, you you remember the 30-on-30 uh, 30 30 with Bo Jackson? You remember that whole war deal uh, with course. him and Alabama and Auburn? Yeah. Uh, you, you remember that situation? You remember when he got recruited by Alabama? Alabama had told him on the front end, well, look, you know, you come in, but, but you might get
2: in. You, you're late sophomore, early junior but, 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 year. But, Julius, you're giving Auburn. me a single example that has nothing to do with anything from, going on today. From 40 years ago. It's no different. Recruitment's no different now. Oh come on. I mean, okay, I mean, Ju- so Julius, what you're what you're
3: telling us is that you're making a lot of assumptions. That is really a case by case basis. Conversations had between coaches and players. We don't know if these coaches are promising X number of snaps, uh snaps as a freshman. We don't know if they're just promising them an opportunity to go out there and earn their snaps. But you're just assuming that the coaches are saying to every single kid, you're going to play the whole game. You know what? We're going to make you an Iron Man player. We're going to put you on offense and defense. Heck, we'll throw you out there as special teams as well. I don't know that they're making the promises that you think they are.
4: Well, they leave it for some reason, right? What's the reason? Well, I don't know. And that's why You, you called NIL, us, NIL, thought you right? knew. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not always, it's not always the case about NIL, right? What's the, they leave it for a reason, right? It, it, because somebody's making them a promise.
2: Somewhere. OK, well, well wait a minute. Wait a minute. If if you wanted to clear the air, Julius, wouldn't you share the reason why you're leaving? That No, exactly. none of these guys are sharing the reason. OK, when you have something to hide, what do you do? You don't share the reason when the optics of something don't look good. What do you do? You don't share the reason his Trevor Etienne's mom comes out and s- essentially says uh, it's the best decision for our family. That's all I'm going to say. OK, why are you leaving? You know, if hey, someone I, breaks up I, with you, Julius, if someone breaks up with you, isn't the least they can offer you the reason why they're leaving you? Not just hey, leaving, you, gotta, you, but give you a reason. You got a great point. But like I said, we need to get to the root of the problem. OK, it's but you something. don't know what the root of the problem is. You got a bunch of kids leaving that never left before that are all going to the highest bidder. We know that to be true. Julius, thank you very much for the phone call. I do appreciate it, man. Thanks for ringing us up. Hey, thank Um, you, sir. sir. All right. Um, So, guys, here is something that you you also do not realize that is happening right now. All right? And the players of college football are gaslighting you. They're gaslighting you. Diesel has a better definition for gaslighting than I do, but it's essentially – It's sleight of hand. It's redirecting you. It's look over here and I'm going to slide something by you over there. Right? Gaslighting. And here's how football players of today are gaslighting you. They're allowing you to to puff up this notion that they're being abused. Would somebody please abuse me with a free room and board, with free every meal, with meals whenever I want from the Tiger Bistro at Clemson that features lobster rolls and uh, all different sorts of fettuccine Alfredo, the Tiger Bistro, with whole coolers, with gallons of electrolyte drinks with my name on them, $200,000 worth of education, and then, oh, by the way, about $50,000 per year, per player, in coaching, time, and development, these players have successfully gaslighted you that they are getting abused. Please abuse
3: me like that. They have convinced you that the entirety of what they receive from the university is valueless. Is valueless. Oh, I get nothing. They don't give me anything. What about all those free clothes on your back? The food in your stomach? the the doctors working on your calf every time you've got a every time you've got a strain that doesn't hold any value to you i that that's what i don't understand is we've we've got listeners fans of this game convinced that the totality of what a university invests into a player is valueless because there's no cash being traded and the- you are flat out wrong Every single one of you who believes that is flat out wrong and naive and you've all been tricked. You've been duped by players to believe that those things don't hold any value whatsoever. By the way, the, de- the definition of gaslighting is making someone seem or feel unstable, irrational, or not credible. Making them feel like what they're seeing or experiencing isn't real. That's the definition of gaslighting. Okay.
2: Okay. So so uh, let's get to Rick, who's up next. Rick, how do we fix the uh, transfer portal debacle in college football?
5: I don't know, Mark. I think the transfer portal came along at the wrong time. It's – I don't know how to fix it. Uh, we got way too many good players in the transfer portal, and they just think they can just – I don't know. I think they think it's a, there's no loyalty to football anymore. That's it. That's it. No loyalty. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate but it, buddy. L- let me let me speak on behalf of Furman University. Uh, they went. They played in that. Don't they Mark? Yes, sir. Let me tell you. I've been trying to find somewhere to watch this game. There's nowhere. In the world, going to have this game on TV, but one place, and that's the Hall of Fame. So I'm going to give props to the Hall of Fame so you can watch the Furman game tonight. They're streaming it.
2: Well, you don't need to stream it, it's on ESPN2. Uh, no. I didn't know that. You don't, I thought that yeah. it was just. No, you don't even need to stream it. Now, Hall of Fame is oh a great my place. God, thank you. We, I wanted we to love them to death. I could watch it. We love them to death, but you don't need to stream it. It's on ESPN okay. 2 tonight. It's also on the fan the, upstate and the, tonight.
5: And the third thing is, I live in Greer. I went to Smith and James. I love that place. Props to Smith and James. They make you look like a million bucks. I look like five cents going in and a million bucks coming out. I'm wearing Smith and James
2: right now. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Rocking it out with Smith and James? <laughs> Sponsor plug here on the uh, on the show. Um, all right, guys, we will keep the conversation going right here. There's a couple of relatively famous people who have come at me for this opinion on uh, on the transfer portal. I know, guys, it's the vocal minority, right? That that crows the loudest, but there's a lot of folks that are with me. You know the uh, the tweet yesterday on uh, Trevor Etienne. Has now been seen by 373,000 people. All right. The ratio on it is very positive for people siding with me on what is coming, what is happening to college football. We'll tackle the 4 1 1 on this next. Here on Offsides, we are the fan upstate. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are. The Fan Upstate, great to have you guys with us. Uh, and, uh, guys, so I wanted to share this with you. I shared with you my tweet about Trevor ETN yesterday, right? It's not about playing time for upper echelon guys like Trevor Etienne. ETN is the top playmaker for a blue blood brand at the University of Florida. It's about entering uncapped free agency where the highest bidder claims the prize. And it's disgusting. The sport of college football needs guardrails badly. And, uh, as you might imagine, not everybody is overly happy with my take. Mark Ryan, wouldn't, what are you trying to say? You wouldn't take an offer for significantly more money if one came along? Um, am I a college student? Am I a, a student? Am I an amateur athlete? Or am I a professional? Is Trevor Etienne, an amateur athlete, a student or a professional? You go to college to best yourself for your career. You know, you make a commitment to a college that makes a commitment to you. All right. Like you guys have forgotten all about that. Your perception is that these these schools are rolling in money. Well, I'll tell you this. 25 Only 25 to 30 out of 130 schools even turn a profit on college football. 25 make a profit on college football. 105 are at a deficit for college football. Why do they have a team then? Because of the facelift that it gives the school. Okay? So what you are doing by encouraging players to go to the highest bidder is you are further ruining a sport that now exists among an atmosphere where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, and there is no middle class, and I've had I've had quite a few people come at me about this. This dude, uh, and I'll share with you uh, one of the more famous ones in a minute. But this dude, Bill Beard, said uh, the stupidity here. You're part of the reason where we are. We are where we are. You make dollars off of them too. Shut the bleep up. Corey Hayes says the audacity of players having Autonomy, gasping and clutching my pearls over here, Mark Ryan. Um, Guys, when you allow players to commit to you and then leave, transfer portal then leave, everyone goes to the highest bidder, you lose fans, you can't build a team. It's not what college football was designed to be at any point ever. All right? And you don't understand what a commitment is. I can't leave this job for any job. I have a non-compete clause. Where is that in college football? Where does it say, hey, if we invest $50,000 a year in you this year and you leave, you've got to pay that back to us? Plus, uh, no autonomy
3: for some of these athletes. They chose to sign on the dotted line. They They chose which school they wanted to go to. Top players probably have a dozen or more options to choose from when it comes to where they might want to go spend the next four years of their life. Like nobody's forcing the best players in college football to go to Alabama or Ohio State or Penn State and experience these lavish uh, buildings and free food and a great education. Look, just because some of these be- some of, and I want to be clear about this, just because some of these athletes don't value an education at some of the elite institutions in this country doesn't mean that their education and their time there is valueless. And you guys have been convinced. A lot of you have been convinced that it's meaningless. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why? The, why does this kid need to go to school? He he's just going to go play in the NFL. You know how few of them actually make it to the NFL? Was it like one percent of college football players don't make it to the NFL? Or make it to the NFL? Yeah. So ninety-nine percent don't. So 99% are completely squandering an opportunity of a lifetime that most everyone else would jump at the chance to take advantage of. But they choose not to because you guys have bought into it.
2: Somebody else convinced them that it's valueless and you guys bought into it. Uh, Let's get to Mongo, who's up next here on the show. Hey, Mongo, you're off sides. What's
0: going on, gentlemen? So... I, I, I'm, i um, I guess, pretty vocal about the transfer portal as well on social media and stuff like that. And like you, Mark, I get a lot of hate because I don't agree with it. I, I, I don't like it. I understand it's the world we're in now, but... Unfortunately, what it shows me is something that I teach my kids not to be, and that's being a sellsword. When you go out into the world, you don't jump from job to job to job to job just because somebody gives you a dollar more on the hour, because eventually when you pull your resume out to try to go get a job, they're going to look at it and say, well, you're not a reliable person because, you know, we want somebody that's going to be here that want to build a career at this place. I'm kinda hoping that's what eventually happens with this transfer portal stuff. Maybe I'm fooling myself. It probably won't happen that way. But I've had people come at me with the argument of, well, you know, you say these students are, you know, should be lucky to have this education but they can't afford to buy themselves a pizza if they want to on the weekends. And that dog don't hunt because you you know, it's been players are being paid for years. You can't tell me that Jadavion Clowney didn't have plenty of money in his pocket when he was at the University of South Carolina to buy himself a pizza. I mean, all you had to do in 1998 is drive on a football's, you know, football stadium's lot and see the players' cars that are sitting there, you know. But your third-string long snapper doesn't get the same, you know, benefits as you know the first-string quarterback.
2: I'll tell so, you what, Mongo. You know, I'm going to tell you what here. Pretty soon. Yeah. Pretty soon this sport is going to lose so much popularity that there isn't going to be a highest bidder left. And all these people finger pointing are going to do like Homer Simpson and back up into the bushes, not to be found, not to be seen, because, you know, all of this uh, fighting for your rights is what's killing the sport. They're getting a $200,000 education. They're getting a chance to play for major schools. They're getting free meals left and right. You and I are in uh, student debt for 30 years. These guys get, a, get an education that sets them up for the rest of their life, and they get to make money off their name, image, and likeness. you got to be kidding me. Mongo, we got to run. I appreciate it very, very much. I want to share this last thing with you here. Um, you guys have heard of um, Mike Golick, right, a formerly of Mike and Mike. His son, Mike Golick, Jr., he, he quote-tweeted my Trevor Etienne stance, and he said, this is the kind of rhetoric that only shows up when the bad thing is currently happening to your school. So he says, I'm only saying that because it's happening to Florida. You guys who listen to the show know better, right? You guys who listen to the show know this is something we have been saying for years, for freaking years. You know, and again, he's a recent college football player, who wants you to think they're getting taken advantage of and abused. Please. It's like the scene from American Pie. I was used? Hell yeah. I was used. Wait till the universities have to
3: start scaling back what they can offer to players because they're spending so much
2: money
4: paying players.
2: 100%. Brent Beard next here on Offsides, the fan upstate.